Welcome to No Life Fresno. Come with us and meet your neighbors as we dive into the world of Fresno art, music, food, culture, and everything in between. Well, hey there, everyone. This is Christian Honitzlager with the No Life Fresno podcast, sitting on the back porch of Spokeasy yet again. Uh, here talking to Stephen Thomas sir. about uh, well about what he's doing in Fresno. You can find him on what's the handle? Uh, that is Burning Hammer Five Five Nine on Instagram. Burning Hammer Five Five Nine on Instagram. And we're sitting here talking about uh, Stephen's passions and the video work and on the other ways he likes to interact and contribute to culture here in Fresno. What's going on okay. today, Stephen? Uh, nothing much, man. Uh, Finally getting to sit down and uh, talk things out. Yeah, and, man. You know what I mean? Finally. It's always, uh, the last few weeks have been a little hectic, so yeah, scheduling yeah. these things is like, man. It's <laughs> only one or two people doing it, so that's a totally understandable. It's yeah, just yeah. a lot of like, you know, coordination and whatnot. So, so, uh, so what, what's your relationship with Fresno? How long have you been here? Uh, born and raised, actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, born and raised. Here, like in Tower um, proper, or like where? Not about? Tower per se. Uh, yeah. Probably like Northwest Fresno originally. Kind of moved around a little bit though. Um, been in like the Tower, like central area for the past ten years, probably so. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, what brought you to Tower? Because this is like kind of a regular conversation with people here. Like, yeah. How'd you end up here? Uh, I just ended up, I mean, I guess I just kind of found myself going to more events down here, more shows and stuff as, you know, time went on. And I just realized that all the people that I like to see and the places I like to support, the majority of that stuff just happens to be down in this area. Yeah. So it just kind of made like a, you know, natural progression to kind of just gravitate towards you know, yeah. this, this way. So Get closer to the things you love. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, so with, tell, tell everybody, what what is exactly that you're doing in Fresno, like uh, your, your art. So I just, uh, I'm just an idiot running around with the camera. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, and it's never, you know, nothing gonna. I'm just uh, an idiot running around with a microphone. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, uh, yeah, it just started out as a personal hobby, and I mean, it still is, I guess you can say. Um, I just, uh, well, I guess I can go back to the beginning. I started going to. DIY shows. Um, there was an old venue called Cup of Joe at the time. Mm-hmm. It was like old Christian ran venue, kind of like slash. Uh, I guess you could say church too. But anyways, that was like where I got their first taste of like live music when you know. Um, and I used to go to a lot of shows, and there was a few people taking photos here and there. Not really that many. Um, and. I'd have this feeling after every show, and it's like, man, that'd be really cool if somebody got video, you know, nobody, nobody's doing this, it's like, what's going on? And then eventually I just started filming stuff on my phone, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's back, you know, I wasn't doing anything unique, everybody was doing it at the time, but yeah. I just happened to be doing, or trying to get like full sets and just trying to get get as much footage as possible from like yeah. everything. Yeah, I just kind of just, it just didn't stop, you know? Yeah. Um, so with, with Cup of Joe, so just about every Fresno born and raised musician talks about Cup of Joe, yeah. right? And uh, a lot of them have ties to the church, and that's how they ended up there. Is that the same yeah. story for you, or did you just find it as a venue? I mean, I was I was raised pretty religious, like when I was yeah. uh, a lot younger. Um, yeah, not so much, uh, I guess, that religious when I was uh, got my like late teens, you know, mid twenties, and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, definitely around that time frame, I was still kind of like, trying to like, find myself and figure things out, and trying to find out what I liked as far as like music go, and you know, just there's what I thought about just. Shit, anything in general, I guess. Yeah. But um, so I I forget like how I even got I came across that place in the first 
the first place. Uh, I'm just got invited to some show, maybe saw something on a on a wall somewhere, yeah. and just started going to a couple shows there. And I went to maybe like two or three, and I met um, I'm sure you know him, that Nick Kennedy. Oh yeah, and him and yeah. his brother, um, good friend Frick, um, a couple other people at the time, and just kind of started forming some bonds that way. I saw their bands play, so kind of like one thing, kind of this you know little chain just mm-hmm. led to another, you know. And then uh, since well, I guess after that, I just started going to other shows. Um, I met a, a punk there at the time, like of all places, I didn't think I'd meet somebody who's actually like, like a legit <laughs> punk, like, you know, was into like, you know, good music and stuff at the time, so uh, he introduced me to like certain bands, and I kind of expanded my, you know, horizons a little bit more. Yeah. Started going to some punk shows here in town, just kind of went, went to one thing after another. Um, Did they do a lot of punk at Cup of Joe? At Cup of Joe, no. Yeah. It was a lot of like indie stuff, singer-songwriter okay. stuff. Um, some Christian metalcore stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? For the, <laughs> the, the heavy worship people, you know yeah. what I mean? No, but that was mainly it. Um, and that's why I was so you know excited when he introduced me to these other bands. I was like, oh shit, there's other stuff out there too. Yeah. And then found out about other venues in town, um, you know, stuff that maybe isn't not there anymore. Um, now, with the content on the Burning Hammer 559, uh, it, w- it would appear that you're a fan of punk and hardcore was that yeah. did that start before the cup of joe and meeting these people or was no. that kind of the transition with, no. into that that love it was just kind of like a transition into that because like i said cup of joe was kind of like the starting point and then i found out about spots like the bell tower and big game and uh you know cyc um yeah all these the various spots and then they just started to you know just going out to shows here and there i yeah. mean i was pretty reluctant at first because I didn't know anybody obviously and I was just yeah. like just the one person that was like really punk in yeah. there yeah and uh, I don't know I'm really glad I did though because like you know I definitely like had like a lot of like preconceived notions especially about like a lot of like punk and hardcore yeah um, and actually meeting people that from the scene they just turned out to be like a lot more like uh, inviting than I would have even imagined so yeah it definitely fueled, fueled my uh, my passion for I guess that community and wanting to like document that and film that I mean, just all Fresno like music in general. I mean, yeah. there's been some stuff on the channel that's filmed from a guy in town, obviously, but the good chunk of it is all from here. So that's really cool, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I I guess to be relevant, like, how did obviously in the pandemic you weren't able to do that? Did, did, yeah. Did you still pursue any like video as art in, in other context? Or? Mm, no, I kind of like kind of let it fall off for a little bit. I got I was so preoccupied with the work and yeah. trying to figure out like just live shit and everything else going on. It's just like, yeah, mindset was you know, all over the place like everybody else, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I was always still in the back of my mind. Yeah. I was just kind of like always like, you know, I think people like they realize how much they take for granted when it's, that's not an option. Yes. And so 100%. Yeah going back and looking at older footage was like man it's like I didn't realize how, how like crucial some of the stuff you know would come and you know would be to certain people including me you know what I mean because it, it's just like a personal little like snapshot for me it's like all super raw audio nothing's all edited fancy at all it's yeah, just yeah. random shit thrown up there um, but you get to go back and enjoy that then in the time where you can't yeah. you can't keep doing that right yeah. yeah and I bet I bet you know whether people know you're doing it or not or you've been able to contact the bands that have uh, you've recorded I and mean, I'm sure people appreciate that kind of documentation too I, I, I do hear uh, nice things every once in a while so that's, that's always uh, it's always appreciated for sure because so, so like now now that we're you know I was at a show last night downtown at uh, Tioga saw Sun Umbra do, yeah. doing their thing Dying uh, uh, Suns and uh, it was a great northern like what now that 
those things are happening again, yeah. is this going to be a focus again? You want to get back into the content production or like um, that kind of stuff? Like, uh, yeah, there's actually well, since you know things have been opened back up a little bit more, there's still been some shows going on at like Chinatown and uh, Strummers and just kind of various spots too. So yeah, I've been I've been filming some stuff here and there still, nice. still uploading to the channel as much as I can. We're, um, we're in Chinatown. Well, there's a spot um, right there on F Street. Um, it's been there for years. Um, it used to be called the uh, Chinatown Youth Center at one point. Um, I think like more recently, it kind of got turned into uh, it's called the Friends Know. But that's just like the main spot as far as like locally. That's like technically one of the only like all ages venues that I could think of off the top of my head. And that spot's been there for like over a decade. And it's still going right now. It's still going, yeah. Oh, wow. Told like you know whole like ask a punk, you know what I mean, type thing for yeah, the yeah. address or whatever. <laughs> Even though it's funny because like most of us like know where it is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that spot's been like the like the foundation for like the local like DIY scene. Mm-hmm. And as far as like pretty much any like relevant punk and hardcore band and even some indie stuff you know what I mean has rolled through that spot and it's just like super unassuming building on the front you know what I mean like you walk in it's definitely like really this like hole in the wall like four wall type thing so, whatever, so that's but... the CYC then yeah okay okay yeah, yeah, yeah. now I'm drawing the connections yeah like, I was I was I've, I've been in Fresno for five years and yeah. I, I love absolutely love the city but I'm still yeah. learning about all of these yeah. these old relics and these, yeah. old, these old places that yeah. existed so. I mean Chinatown Chinatown's great I mean I've been hanging out there for years and other venues that used to be over there um, there's like cafe info shop that used to be next door and it's mm-hmm. not a venue anymore so I got some footage from there from back in the day from cool you know friends bands and oh, whatnot cool, so man. and stuff like that's really cool because it's just like capturing things that you know don't even don't exist anymore you know yeah well, and also, like, just, like, not letting, like, my current, like, you know, lack of know-how or, techno- you know, need of technology, like, stop me. I mean, I started out with my cell phone, and then I moved to, what was it, one of those shitty little, like, first-gen, like, uh, flip cams. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then after that, I had a Nikon, and I was like, that was cool, because I can shoot, like, you know, 1080p, and I got the video a little yeah, bit yeah. better, so I was like, hey, upgrade from the little 480, like, the yeah, cell phone yeah, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I just kind of stuck with that for the longest, and then... About two years ago or so, my partner, uh, she got me a, uh, a handy cam because she knew I really wanted one. Yeah. Because I'm a big, like, analog head. Yeah. Um, I love, like, you know, VHS and tape and all that stuff. So since she got me that, that's, like, been the, the only thing that I wanted to, like, film with because, like, I just love the look <laughs> and everything. It's just, you know, I love everything about it, so. Where do you, like, okay, so I, 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 I wanted a cassette tape yeah. a few weeks ago because I'm trying to fix a little desktop cassette recorder. Yeah. To, to use for projects just like what you're doing. And I didn't realize that it's absolutely there's nobody in town that is selling cassettes. Really, yeah, no. Like I look, I, I look for a Guitar Center. Nobody, no Best Buy. Nah. And I remember, you know, you used to walk into CVS and <laughs> yeah. get a ten pack, right, or just like that, <laughs> yeah, 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 CDRs or whatever. Like they were, they were everywhere. And I, I drove ignorantly. I drove to CVS and was like, I'll just go grab a tape. And I asked the person behind the counter, like, what? <laughs> like. Shit, man, I'm getting old now. <laughs> like, I can't find it. So, what do you mean you don't have the Betamax? Yeah, so, like, like, <laughs> so like, you know, um, you know, the I know, you got a shoulder cam while you're <laughs> out in the punk show. Um, uh, where, like, where are you finding that? Are you just taping over old, old VHSs? Are you getting only, new? only if I have to? Yeah, um, I luckily there's a, um, a good uh, punk, punk homie of mine, uh, that I, I go through. Um, I buy them online, but um, he gives me a really good deal on them. I'm not nice. telling anybody because it's my, it's my, it's my yeah, it's your source, man. Yeah, <laughs> no, man. but I mean, like, you can find them online. I mean, like, I'm always like wondering like how much longer they're going to be like readily available. So, but I mean, it's you know, I guess it's part of the fun, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. Yeah, seeking it out. Yeah. So. But. I mean, over time, like re-recording on on VHS really degrades the the quality, right? So. 
Yeah, I think you can only technically uh, record over a tape maybe uh, maybe twice or a couple times before it starts getting really gnarly, but... Yeah. I mean, I've only been on that spot like once where I ran out of tape, so I was like, okay, I've, I haven't recorded over anything yet, so one time won't kill it. Did you notice, like, was there a major difference in the in the quality on a recording no. over? No, if you do it like once, I mean, once or twice, it'll be yeah. fine. So you're so. you're at the neighborhood thrift uh, grabbing <laughs> up every VHS that comes through in a few years, man. <laughs> oh yeah, no, sorry, it's not actually the VHS. It's actually on the smaller. Oh, the it's VHS on the small, the, yeah. the high eight or whatever. Yeah, it is. the high oh, eight. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no worries. But um, otherwise, yeah, I would be going to like the. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I pictured like the. the, the Late '80s, early yeah, '90s yeah. family vacation, yeah, yeah. Cam, you know. But yeah. okay, the, the those are cool stuff. though. Like I said, cause you can just record out one tape and boom. You know, as yeah. opposed to having to transfer it, and if you wanted to make copies. So um, you you have a deck then that you're you're transferring to digital uh, from the height, or is it directly from the it's, camera? It's a well, I just a, a transfer device that you can hook up directly to the camera that can okay. that can convert it to either like an uh, SD card or like a USB stick. Okay, yeah, got it. Or drive. Oh man, technology's come a long way. We yeah. used to shoot growing up. We we, we made movies as kids, and my buddy had a yeah. a, a deck for. You know, it's like a reel-to-reel, -reel, right, but, right, right. you know, you take, put it, the full one in or the recording in and then an empty one and yeah. then you can transfer and then make your final edit, you know? Yeah. Okay, that's I mean, that's cool. about the extent of my, my technical, like, prowess. Like, <laughs> I, like I, know, I know how to convert the footage and how to upload it, but I'm like, I'm, and, I'm a, maybe it's just part of me being lazy, but, you know, I also like the fact that it's very, like, just raw and, you yeah. know, just gritty, because, I mean, it's never, it wasn't really intended for, like, a lot of people to see it in the first place. I just, like, oh, I have a YouTube channel, sure, upload my, you know, whatever I, I film. Yeah. But the fact that I have, you know, you know, a couple hundred followers or on there, you know, that's mind-blowing to me, because I'm like, I'm just some dude, like I said, I'm just pressing play and seeing what happens, like, hoping for the best, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh... How many, how many videos have you done in the last oh, decade, man. then? I only know because it gives me a number whenever, like, at the top of the page, though, but I think there's, like, five, six hundred videos on there. Jeez, man. Total? Yeah, which is... So this is like, you know, and I, I, I made the comment similar to Arthur, but this is like, uh, you're, you're an archivist, yeah. right? It's it, The art and the, the passion of doing it is, is one thing, but it, whether it's intentional or not, you, you're the only source for this information. Yeah. And when it looks when you look at the history of Fresno and what, what hasn't been documented or what's been lost, yeah. you know, for, if people really want to know about the music scene over the last decade, in particular, punk and hardcore and all that, like, yeah. Art, and art, art's actually a really good example too because uh, we are saying right before we uh, press play but um, I used to see him everywhere like all these shows constantly just getting, you know, getting in there filming everything and every single show that I was at it seemed like he was at so yeah. it's like people like that are like a major like inspiration too because like they were, they've been killing it for so long and just crazy talented and you know always like and especially I guess for me too another part of it not to get like, too sidetracked, but it's like also seeing another brown person at a show too, because yeah. like especially going to a lot of punk and hardcore shows like back in the day. I mean, like I guess it can kind of still be like that to a certain point. I mean, it's more inclusive now than you know what it was, but it, it still uh, can be like uh, room for improvement, I guess you know. Yeah. But so seeing somebody like that out there too was always just like, man, it's like cool. Maybe I you know maybe I do kind of fit in around here. Maybe I yeah I am I, I should do this. Yeah. So, but um yeah no like, like I said just pure. Uh, just pure like documentation and like you know, yeah. getting things that maybe somebody else doesn't or they never never will you know. Was that so. I mean the obviously you said the inclusiveness is, is grown in that community. Yeah. Um, but you know, ten years ago when you started going to those shows, you you mentioned being hesitant to like yeah participate. Was that a big factor for you or? And that that wasn't saying that I, I I encountered any any like you know sketchiness or anything like sure. that. It was just like I said a lot of preconceived notions and sure. like me you know 
stepping out of my comfort zone and like you know this was all new to me then like now yeah. it's like I can go to like any show in town like hey what's up you know? yeah yeah but you know back then it's like I, like, I don't know what I'm getting into like this shit's wild like you know what I mean like do I belong here you know but that's like you know you just have to like you know just have to just step out there you know because I mean yeah. if, I'm glad I did because if I didn't I, I don't know what path I would have taken as far as like the music I would listen to or the crowd I would have hung out with or just you know any of that stuff I mean yeah. but Oh, that's really cool. So what? Uh, yeah. So five, six hundred videos, man. That's prolific. Yeah. So, that's I mean, you're you're seeing fifty shows a year at that point, almost. Or? It's just it just spread it over time. I don't know how much it breaks down to like like per year, but yeah. I <laughs> but mean, like, I, I, it's like I don't even think about. it. I just upload and then like I look back over the time. But yeah. I mean, not to like to my own horn or anything, but I don't think there's anybody else that's been uh, uploading video like that for that consistent amount of time. No, dude. No. <laughs> Professional or not, but I mean, like, not to like you know fucking boost you up whatever but it's just like yeah it is kind of like crazy to think about this the amount because it's a, it's a big part of your life that is going going to see music and capturing that yeah and maybe because I'm always like in motion I'm not, really, I'm not really calculating like how many videos are on there but it's just like yeah no that's definitely definitely could say something about that for sure <laughs> yeah, <nice. laughs> you got me thinking about it I was like shit so in, in that that massive archive and the catalog that you've done um, I'm sure there's been some recurring features in terms of bands and artists in those video series but is there is there yeah. something that like one video or a couple videos that are like that just really stand out to you oh man uh oof, it's tough <laughs> I'm like, or, or a year of, yeah. of content or like something that that's really it's you know, probably, probably that probably that time span between like maybe like i want to say and i might even have some of my years off whatever but maybe like 2014 to like 17 or 18 um, especially like the hardcore scene, like going to a lot of those earlier shows when I was first started getting into like that stuff heavy at uh, Chinatown. Just seeing some amazing bands go through there, and like I had a lot of uh, close friends that were booking a lot of good shows, and also in really good bands. And um, sorry to be like a little bit big, but yeah, that that whole time frame, there's just so much going on there. Like every single show was like amazing, and it just like meeting new people and yeah. encountering all these touring bands I've been wanting to see for the longest. So that part was definitely played a big, a big uh, integral part. Um, but as far as like favorite shows, uh, oh man, <laughs> I, I had a feeling this question was going to come up too. <laughs> well, we want to know, man. We got to parse through 600 yeah. videos. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, exactly. It's like the, the, the fucking Rolodex is like, uh. yeah. <sighs> We can come back to it too. Yeah, so, yeah. Well. Um, all right, well, on, on the other end then, is there a band that you really want to capture that you haven't had a chance to yet? Uh, or I like really... a dream yeah, sure, actually, you know, uh, these guys actually have been wearing their shirt. Soul Glow? Soul Glow, yeah. This is awesome uh, punk band from uh, Philly. Um, okay. It's funny, speaking of CY, uh, uh, Chinatown, uh, they played there, this is like, oh shit, I don't know, I want to say like 2014, 2015 maybe, like I didn't even know about them at the time, and now they're blowing up, they're huge, you know, which is like rightfully so, they're a killer band, but um, yeah, I would love to see, I would love to film them. Um, I never got to properly film uh, the band Thursday, that's one of my all-time favorite bands, nice. I, I'd love to actually film them. Um, a little cell phone snippet that didn't really count, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's just, the list is like really just like too long to count or whatever, but I mean, like, that, uh, those two bands would be like, would be amazing. Um, nice. Yeah. Where, so CYC, you've been there a lot. Yeah. But there's a lot of those venues that are gone now, right? Like, yeah. especially the Chinatown ones. And this is just what I gather from everybody else we yeah. talk to. Yeah. Um, there's there's a longing in everybody, and I've heard it in you too. On yeah. missing those venues and whatnot. Yeah. Like, what do you think? What do you think needs to happen to get 
that kind of culture back or that kind of show scene back? Uh, I don't know, man. That's pretty tough because like the I feel like the music scene's always like shifting, sure. and um, I guess depending on what kind of. I guess what kind of like venue you're looking for, but I mean like there just needs to be more like DIY spots in general, like yeah. all ages venues. Because I mean like, Strummers was great. You know you got like you know, uh, Tioga and all those other spots. But I mean like as far as like having like a dedicated like all ages spots, I don't know what you know the proper channels you know or who needs to do what or whatever. But I mean like, it, this is a big void that definitely I feel like it's definitely doable. I just don't know like you know what you know. Who's, who's gonna the, do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like that spot, uh, you know, the CYC, and like they're still they're still staying afloat, you know, which is amazing, especially like considering like, the pandemic and just a bunch of things over the course I had no of idea years. It was still open. Yeah. And like you know, like you know, a high speed rail and stuff like that that you know closed a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of uh, venues and whatnot. That really killed Chinatown, huh? Uh, it was definitely yeah, it was definitely not not of uh, the, the best like probably, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the fact they're still around is like a, a statement of its own, you know what I mean? But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what needs to happen exactly, but there definitely needs to be something to figure it out as far as uh, what we can do as far as like pulling our resources. Or I, I feel like there's too many people, too many talented people, too many awesome musicians, and too many like-minded people where that couldn't be a reality. Yeah, yeah. And every every musician or people involved in the music industry that we talk to, yeah, is literally asking for the same thing. And yeah, that's, that's really sounds like the the solution. Yeah, you know. Sorry to ask the most uneducated person about that. I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, we need it. No, no, no. But that's the, that's, but, yeah, that's, that's the narrative. That's what yeah. everybody that's been around and been in the scene yeah. says. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, how do we get back to at least one prominent right. all-ages venue that's right. booking shows, you know, five nights a week or four Good. nights a week, you know. And, yeah. And, yeah, maybe, we, maybe someone listening will... Will help us solve this problem. Yeah, because when it comes to shows, I mean, like, not everybody's down with the bar culture side of it. You know what I mean? Like, having, yeah. to, you know, having that support attached to it. And that's yep. no shade to that. It's like, you know, some people want this, they want that. But, I mean, if you want to go to a show and have to worry about that aspect, and also, like I said, the whole all ages aspect of it, I mean, it's just kind of like. Yeah. It just kind of seems like it'd be, like, you know, a no brainer. Yeah, Stimmers <laughs> does it every once in a while, right? For some all ages stuff? Uh, there's maybe? been some, yeah. yeah. But as far as like, having, like, an all age that dedicated spot, yeah, oh, that's yeah. that's really the only one I, I could think of, honestly. Where would you want to see a dedicated spot? Where do you think the city needs it? Uh, maybe like a good central spot. I mean, definitely like I don't know. I, I don't want to say like not North Fresno, but I mean, uh, yeah. Um, it would be nice to have a good a good one in a uh, somewhere in a uh, in a uh, tower. Yeah. I mean, either tower or somewhere in like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess like a, just a good like central location, or whatever. But I mean, uh, I feel like that's what we're lacking down here for sure. Yeah. I almost feel like, and I know it wasn't this in a previous lifetime, and I've never been there, but um, like the Babylon, I've yeah. never been in there. Yeah. It was closed by the time I moved here, and what's yeah. his name, Tim opened up detention yeah. after that. But yeah. like, that seems like, I don't know, I'm just dreaming a little bit maybe, but that, you know, going yeah. down the stairs to get in, like, yeah. that's a that's a proper place for an all ages or punk shows and that kind of stuff that could yeah, be cool. it, it, at one point yeah maybe like I said I remember I'd been there maybe like twice like back in the day it was totally just like you know dive bar set up and you know a bunch of pool tables set up in there but yeah. it was you know always kind of sketchy walking down those little yeah. <laughs> little stairs and everything <laughs> but um yeah there was just too, too much like damage inside like a bunch of water damage and yeah, whatnot got so flooded, right? yeah. yeah so yeah. it's just like I want to say it'd be impossible to repair but Crazy. yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. That would that would be awesome though. Yeah. Because I mean, I work right across the street from it, so I see like the the skeleton every day. You know what I mean? It's oh yeah. Like, but it's yeah, just like, that's right. You're raging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, man, that, that would be a, a cool spot. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Whoever's listening, though, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll coordinate. Put, putting that out there in the, in the in the universe. Yeah, bring, bring us some money and we'll make it happen for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh, no, it'd be great to get a, a, a venue like that. And you know, strummers, if you're you're actually going to see a, a, an exciting show or a good show, it's yeah. just too small. It stresses me out, man. It's yeah, like, it, it's we, like luckily I'm over 21, so it's like I can be on the beer grind yeah, side. Yeah, but, it's exactly. like, but, but still, it's like it you know, it, little, it can get a little bit in there. Man. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, coming up this summer, is there there's still a lot of shows going on? Is there a band in particular or a show in particular coming up in the next month or two months that you know of that you're looking forward to, or uh, how do you how do you find out? Because I, you know, I didn't even know CYC was still open until you know eight minutes ago. There's actually this uh, Instagram account that's kind of run by some like-minded like fellow punks and whatnot yeah. from here. It's called the Network of Friends. Uh, on Instagram, of, yeah. Network of Friends. Network of Friends Zine, sorry. Okay, Network of Friends Zine. Okay. Yeah. And as far it. as like, like the, the punk and hardcore shows, for the most part, they're pretty good about uh, keeping everybody plugged in with all that, flyers and whatnot. Um, so that'd probably be a good resource for that kind of stuff. Wow. But um, okay. yeah, there's, um, there's a band named uh, Andit from Baltimore that's coming. Uh, either June or July, I actually have to look it up. They're coming. Um, this band, Apsara. That's a good local hardcore band from here. They haven't really played uh, in a while. Um, yeah, actually, quite a few shows actually. A bunch of other stuff in the June and July. Oh, uh, my homie Chris booked uh, this band, uh, Fentanyl, from uh, San Francisco. It's I've like, heard of them. Yeah. Gnarly, like yeah. a hardcore punk band. And then this band, uh, Spy, really good uh, Bay Area punk band too. Like really starting to blow up. So the fact that we're getting in like a small little intimate venue is really cool. Nice. Especially seeing them down there. So. That's going to be actually on the uh, 4th of July, so... Oh, cool. We're looking forward to that one for sure, so... <laughs> nice, man. Yeah, yeah. so... Do you, do you, when you set up, it, it's not... You're not holding it. You're on a tripod. No, like, I don't have a tripod. No, you just... Just, just, just my hand, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. awesome, man. I mean, a punk set's not very yeah. long, right? So it's... Uh, punk typically... sets aren't, but some other sets, man, yeah. I, uh, I've been, like, you know, 50 plus, you know, like an hour. Sometimes I've, you know, done that. Had like, alternate and do yeah. things here and there. If I was smart, I'd probably get, like, a, a tripod. But I like having more control and being able to zoom and all that because if it was a tripod, it's just I don't know. I just I, I don't have nearly as much like freedom and movement as I yeah. want. I think so. I think it I think it matches the, the aesthetic that you're going for, like the the, yeah. the vibe of the, the production. Exactly, have like that a little bit of movement. Exactly, and, yeah. I would just want to make it feel like you're there. You know what I mean? So it's just that's I feel like I do a pretty good job when it comes to that though. But it's uh yeah, gotta have to have an iron arm though. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> So you said you said you've you've gotten a, a few thank yous over the years on on some of your your videos. Yeah. Um, do you, do you remember what what those were and how that made you feel in terms of your your work your art? Um, it was really validating, honestly. Yeah. But um, just even uh, the various bands, I mean, a bunch of like local bands, um, like uh, Planet Seven Houses. I don't know if you remember those guys or not. My buddy Jesse Kennedy used to drum for that band. Okay. They really good like posty like math rock stuff. Um, them being excited about stuff, like just pretty much anybody that I just like, I'm like, I'm just gonna upload it and send it to them. I was like, they'll probably appreciate this, and like nine times out of ten, everybody's always just like, oh my god, thank you so much for yeah. filming, you know. So yeah, I guess nobody in particular, but I mean like just the fact that I have had like the general overall really good reception for everything, and like yeah. people are always like stoked on it. So that's that's all I want. You know, like I, said, I just press play and you know hope for yeah, the best. Yeah. Like you know, if anybody else is like watching it, they're like, oh yeah, I saw you know, that one video. I'm like. She doesn't watch, watch my stuff. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, you can be watching other, 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 other professional shit. You're watching my stuff, but yeah. it's like that's cool. 
But um, so yeah, no, all that's very validating though. So you know, not that I ever set out to do it for any kudos or anything like that. But yeah. just the fact that anybody finds it, however they do, well, that's that, that's, 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 that's awesome about it, man. Yeah, yeah. To, you know, you're just doing it for you, and yeah. the, the side effects aren't intentional. Yeah, no, that's so. really cool. So how did? Okay, you, are you a musician? I'm not. No, You're not. No, I'm, I'm one of these guys too. Yeah. Massive appreciator. Can't play, <laughs> can't play an instrument to save my life. Yeah. Um, so, uh, obviously, a big focus for you because you're working at Raging Records too, sure. right? How long have sure. you been there? Uh, I've been there for, gosh, my time frame's always skewed. I was I've been there for like two years now. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, what? Why did you end up there? How did you end up there? Like, um, I mean, I was a big fan of, uh, big fan of Paul's. Yeah. Um, I'd been shopping back uh, over here when it used to be a Dynamite, um, right around the, by the corner. Um, so I was already familiar with all that. Like, I mean, it was like, personally, it was like, that was like my go-to spot anyways for like records anyway. They just yeah. had everything that I wanted. And then, uh, my good friend Ryan, I've known that guy for years too, um, talking about filming bands and whatnot. I've been filming a bunch of his bands over the, you know, the past like years and stuff and known him for a really long time, really solid dude. Um, and he was working there, well, still is working there. And then, so I, uh... I just happened to ask him one day, and it, just, it was like a natural progression. Like I knew both of them, so I mean it was kind of like a good fit. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm not I'm not huge on hardcore or punk, but I do yeah. appreciate it a lot. Sure. I have uh, I told this to Paul when I was in there because I saw I saw an SNFU record up on the wall, mm -hmm. and I am familiar with SNFU. I used to live in Vancouver, BC, okay. um, and Chai Pig is an interesting. Gentleman, the front man for that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you have you ever seen them live. Or I, have, I haven't. No. I don't think they played in the last decade, really. But yeah. um, just he was uh, Paul was drooling a little bit of the story because I, I met Chai Pig through a, a buddy that was in another Canadian punk band that toured with SNFU and all yeah. this, and he was you know he was a a, a downtown fixture. Mm. I mean, he passed away a couple of years ago now, mm. um, but he was he was a downtown fixture. Yeah. And this guy was literally in love with me. <laughs> and he does this stuff for, for people. Uh, he breaks the heads off piggy banks. Yeah. And then signs them. Oh, and nice. then that's his little... So I have one of these at home. Nice. But he came, he came up to me one time. He's at this bar, this bar, Pub 340, which is like a pinball and rock bar. It's a really fucking cool place. Nice. Uh, beer tastes like tap lines, but whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he came up to me one night. He said, put out your hand. I put out my hand. Yeah. He puts his hand in mine, drops something kind of heavy in there, and I yeah. opens it up, and it's a, uh, a ring with a lion's head on it. Oh, wow. And he said, I've been wanting to give you head for so long. <laughs> Just fucking took off, and, and it was gone. Yeah, yeah it's just gone for the night. You know, he would show up every once in a while. I'd be walking down the street, and some tiny little guy would come up and just latch onto it's me. Like, but that's like, like it's know. like a movie scene. You has gone off, off with the wind. But I mean, I know, I know, Paul's got uh, a lot of interest in yeah. that type of music, right? Yeah. I mean, a lot of what he carries is in that vein and also also a bunch of indie soul jazz yeah. you name it i mean like i said i don't want to you know pigeonhole myself i, I love all that stuff too though yeah but yeah but as, as far as like especially at local spots i mean it definitely you're not gonna find like any of that stuff anywhere else it's just you know that's probably what it started out as and it kind of expanded and got other genres you know there too but yeah no overall the general selection man you know yeah it's like hyper you know spot whatever but yeah it's like this is it's solid i mean like there's always killer stuff coming in all the time so it's definitely it's a, it's a fun spot to work, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, last album I bought from him was a couple years ago now. Um, I haven't been in it in a while, but uh, King Gizzard. Oh, nice. Uh, Infest the Rat's Nest. Yeah. That fucking yeah. awesome, doomy metal album that they did. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, I don't know, who are these people? Like, I, 
you're like, you're like they have like a thousand releases. Yeah, it's like they did like five releases in yeah. 2019 or yeah. 2020. You so know? It's insane. Yeah, yeah. These guys are great. Yeah. Um, so, are you a collector? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Physical media. Uh, VHS, Blu-ray, <laughs> uh, records. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm screwed on all three fronts. <laughs> <laughs> it gets pricey, man. It yeah, pricey. It, it can. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it, it's fun. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you see things first as they come through? Do you get to cherry pick every once in a while? Or? I I very rarely do do we do that because we only keep everything for the customers. Because sure, to be fair, I mean, like every every once in a blue moon, I'm like, okay, something really absolutely can't can't miss comes in. Like maybe I will, but yeah, we usually try to leave all that stuff for the customers because you know. That's what you're there for, right? Yeah. I mean, we, 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 get our, we get our good records, you know what I mean? There's never a shortage of good stuff coming in, so it's like, you know, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I've, I've gotten, you know, quite a, quite, a few, uh, quite a few good records since I was, uh, I was there, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fucking airplanes. I know, right? Come on, man. Like, oh, you're trying to do an episode? Cool. Yeah, come on. Don't, don't you see us down here? <laughs> come on. So, uh, it, when you, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, when you started getting into... The hardcore, and I don't mean to hang on that, but it seems yeah, yeah. to be the predominant genre for you. Sure. Um, was there, what was the band or the album or both where you were like, okay, like this is, I gotta understand this genre, I gotta understand this community? Uh, I'd probably, well, the first bands that I was introduced to as far as like actual like punk bands were uh, this band named uh, Ladderman and uh, another band uh, Off With Their Heads. Okay. Uh, but my buddy Frick, who I met from the Cup of Joe days, like that was the punk that I met from Cup of Joe. Okay. Um, awesome dude um, but uh, so those are the first punk bands that I, I, I'd really like I'd heard period that got me trying to listen to anything else or seeking out anything else like remotely like close or anything uh, but uh, as far as like local bands um, my buddy Michael that also um, helps run uh, the China, Chinatown uh, youth center or friends now or whatever you're going to call it now but uh, he was in a local band uh, named Gorilla Stomp and that was like I remember getting that seven inch, and that was like some really killer shit. So that was like one of my favorite things, like locally. And locally, I can say like I'm actually fortunate enough to say like a lot of like the stuff I like as far as like punk and hardcore. A lot of it was like local stuff first, and then I got into other things after that. But there was a bunch of killer like local uh, like punk and hardcore bands that really like set the tone. And, and I, of course, I kind of like you know branched out and listened to other things. But um, like them, there was this really cool band uh, called a Reunion that was from here. There was. Uh, Bantam Grow, uh, Bridges, uh, just so, so many bands like over the time, like all, all those bands are not bands anymore, Yeah. Uh, but some of the members are doing other uh, other things and other, other bands too, so that's cool to see. We're still helping like, you know, run the venue and like still like, you know, just book stuff in town just in general. Yeah. Yeah. So, so being being a native your whole life, uh, have you have you traveled much? Do you, you go for music? You travel around California, like every every once in a while. I don't I don't travel as much as I would like, but uh, yeah. definitely travel like you know as when we get the opportunity. You know what I mean? Go based on bass shows or you know some stuff here and there. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely try to get out there more you know, as far as like outside shows because there's a lot more stuff coming up. So we'll see what happens. So what do you as a native again? What do you what do you love about Fresno, man? I just love like. I mean, this the diversity, honestly. I mean, I can, regardless of the fact of, you know, how many people are just at odds about certain things, too. Like, you can still find your people no matter where you're at. It's just yeah. that, um, just the culture. Um, there's a lot of stuff that can be improved, obviously, though, but there's a lot of stuff that I think people take for granted, too, just as far as, like, just the gen general entertainment uh, aspect of things, the, the art community, just, I mean... I don't know, man. There's just so much, but I mean, like, I'm still trying to like you know appreciate more of it myself. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. 
yeah. Same thing like the purpose of the podcast. You're trying to get there, and make more connections, and just kind of like get yeah, more, get more understanding of your surroundings and I don't know, your fellow, your fellow people. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot that I think people take for granted, and I hear a lot of people like talk shit and be like, oh, you know, this and that, and uh, you know, it's, it's just random like redundant shit. And yeah. then, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like if you don't like it. There's other options, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, like I said, I'm a bit the first person to tell you, like, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, could be better. But there's also a lot of stuff that you can appreciate, too. Yeah. Especially the people that you see, they're, like, just, like, busting their ass and, like, providing venues and platforms like this and establishments like this, you know what I mean? Or just, like, things in general. This they, they actually have a passion for it, and it's, like, you got to support that shit, man. I just, I mean, this is what I consider home, and I don't know. It's just you got to... Yeah, it, it seems, you know, Fresno's fighting a narrative about itself sometimes and then yeah. and the negativity and, I, you know, I, I've i moved around a lot and there's there's always things to appreciate uh, no matter where you are and how, yeah. how bad it may seem on the surface or, or whatever. Yeah. But breaking people, that, that narrative that there's nothing going on here, that there's, you know, it's it's not safe in the tower downtown and all that is... Uh, or the only in Fresno narrative and some yeah. other stuff that's just like, you know, it's just... All that shit gets really tiring. It's just like you know. Yeah, not to not to thrash anybody, but you know yeah. our 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 news publications really only focus on the bad. Of course, here. of course. It's 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 ridiculous, man. Yeah. It's, there's there's so much going on that's good that's never talked about. Well, that's know. why people like you are important and having the platform because otherwise, you know certain things aren't getting to get that spotlight so it's like what better way to do it than to do it yourself and it's part of the drive and the passion behind it man is to yeah. help uh, help people understand what is good and why Fresno is a beautiful place to be yeah so um, so on the on the other end how do you think Fresno can improve like what would you like to see happen in the near future it could be anything I guess just uh I see like how it is in the Bay Area and just other various spots. Um, just a better like treatment of like the homeless, man. It's just like that's just like one of the most like prevalent things like around here. You know what I mean? It's just um, and not that I have like any like kind of a solution for any of that though. But it just like that's that's just one of the biggest. Well, not the biggest, but that's like definitely a major issue. Yeah. And I feel like that like, really gets like kind of swept under the rug, or kind of people just kind of treat it as like, oh, not my problem type of thing. Yeah. And. Like I said, I have no solutions when it comes to that, though, but I definitely think that something needs to be done as far as that. Um, just a better overall uh, use of our resources, you know what I mean? And all that, you know, all this, our taxpayer dollars and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, obviously, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I, I recently read the, the 2023 budget proposal for mm. the city funds, and it's it's a bit atrocious, to be honest, in terms yeah. of where, I mean, we can all... We all know where most of the funding's going, yeah. um, and the, the little the little footnote about the unhoused population and how the city's helping them, and right. painted in a very positive light. But, sure, you know, whatever they think they're accomplishing yeah. isn't seen yeah. in the community. No, there's I mean, no. You can, you can look around. Worse. You can yeah, look around, and I mean, go for a walk every morning, and you're you're going to see where the problems lie. And I, yeah. you know, I agree. So. I, I, I wish they would. A lot of things have to change. Yeah, I, I know it's a very related question. I, I know you did it. On, you did it on purpose. I know, I know. But that's, that's just one one of like many things, whatever. But yeah. you know, like I said, there's a lot to appreciate. But there's a lot that people definitely need to like be aware of and you know yeah. actually like just give a shit about it enough to actually you don't want to change. Because I mean, that's like you know those problems aren't going to go away. They're not going to they're not going to get better by themselves. No, they're not. So no, absolutely not. 
All right. So on that note, like, what do you what are you looking forward to most for the summer? We already talked about some shows, but like, yeah. Fresno summer to you. What do you look forward to? Um, I don't know. Like I said, the past couple of years have kind of been like you know weird little like time warp, whatever. So yeah. I'm just kind of trying, I guess, to see what comes <laughs> up because like I feel like now like every other week there's always something new coming up mm-hmm. and being announced. So. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens, though. But it's just, it's nice to you know have that to look forward to, though. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's also still a little bit nerve wracking because I'm also trying to be safe. You know, it's just you know yeah. that, that's obviously that's all you know still out there it's and not shit going like that. Up. No. So you're obviously a little bit conflicting about that, though. But there is, yeah, there is like put some you know encouragement there, and like I am, I'm happy that like I said, there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to. So I guess. Uh, TBA, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> right on, brother. Well, Stephen, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Sure, Thanks man. for coming on and sharing your, your passion. Uh, Burning Hammer 559 on Instagram, guys. Uh, and the, is that the YouTube channel as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, the YouTube channel as well. Um, Link in bio and all that good stuff. Hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of videos of Fresno Music Scene by Stephen Thomas here. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for giving me uh, the, the platform. Absolutely, yeah, man. I appreciate it. This has been a No Life Fresno production, a branding department brand. To learn more about branding department, visit brandingdepartment.com and check out our full blog of No Life Fresno content, including these recordings at nolifefresno.com. Music by Jonathan Lofi.